Welcome to Let's Talk Wyoming. I'm Mark Hamilton, your host. And today we'll take a look at our snowy weather. We'll talk about Wyoming Cowboys and the transfer portal. In our potpourri section, we have a little bit of everything. And finally, in our history, we talk about Buffalo Bill Cody. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope you enjoy the show. Taking a look at Wyoming weather here on the 28th day of November. We're getting close to the 1st of December. We have snow here in Wyoming, Hot Springs County. We have snow coming down. Probably have three or four inches and it's continuing to snow. Looks like our weather might get a little cold in the middle of the week. And I see a little bit of a warm up back in the 30s on the weekend. So we are definitely getting closer to the first day of winter, which is on the 20th of December, our shortest day of the year. But uh, weather is what we normally expect. If this is all we're going to have for winter, I can handle this most surely. So again, snow in the forecast, colder temperatures. Hey, it's Wyoming. Taking a look at Wyoming sports. The Wyoming Cowboys were in action on Black Friday, Friday after Thanksgiving, as they took on Fresno State. They came out on the short end of that 30 to nothing. Kind of uneventful game. The Cowboys didn't have a lot of energy, more or less. It was over from the get-go. The defense was having some issues. Of course, the offense didn't have any luck at all moving the ball. And more or less 30 to nothing. Cowboys finished the season 7-5. and five. I guess this game... Make you say there's a lot of hangover from the Boise State game. That was such a disappointment to lose that. They were so close. And as I always say, so close but so far away. But they will now wait and see where they go for their bowl. Coming up this weekend, we'll get bowl announcements. They'll start on Sunday. Again, the Cowboys will probably be in the Arizona Bowl, a lot of the projections I've seen. So that will be in Albuquerque. So if you're interested in going down to Albuquerque, that would be great uh, spot for you then. And of course, I think it'll be early. It'll be before Christmas. It'll probably be in a couple weeks they'll be playing. Also, the Cowboys again finished 7-5. and five, And I think before the season, a lot of people wouldn't have not thought that they would have had that type of record. But again, 7-5, and 6-6, six and six, that's usually our standard barrel periodically, 8-4 and four for the Cowboys. So we'll see what happens in the offseason recruiting-wise. News that just came out, Titus Swin, their starting running back, has been one of the better running backs we've had at Wyoming for some time. He has decided to transfer out. There was some issues originally that it was announced originally that he has been removed from the team. And ultimately, he was going to transfer. He ended up going into the transfer portal. So he'll be looking for a new place next year to play. Again, we had this issue last year, and this is something that is affecting all of college football. Cowboys aren't the only team in in the country that have to worry about this. And I think this really gets down to the commitment anymore of young people. Maybe it's a commitment of everybody. There's always a way out, and I think that's what we have in society right now. We have a lot of non-commitment. A lot of people really don't want to get involved, and then if it doesn't go well, they're going to take and go look for something that's going to be better. And that's kind of what's going on right now. It's it's throughout the country. I follow the Oklahoma Sooners, and they've had one of their starting wide receivers declare for the transfer portal. And it's just started right now. You'll start seeing just an onslaught of them. And a lot of teams have been able to build their teams with this, with the transfer portal. They get players off that transfer portal and are able to have a 
successful team. An example would be the USC Trojans. Lincoln Riley, after coming from Oklahoma, took USC. They're 10-1 right now. Excuse me, 11-1. And they have a championship game against Utah. And if they win that game this coming Saturday, they will be the in the college playoffs. And their quarterback, Caleb Williams, was the starting quarterback for the Sooners last year at the end of the season. And he probably is going to win the Heisman Trophy. So they were able to take a lot of players and rebuild that team quick and had some very good success. So we'll just wait and see. I'm sure there'll be more. There's always an opportunity for the Cowboys. I know they got some players off the transfer portal. So we'll see what ends up happening. But again, the Cowboys finished 7-5, and five, waiting for the bowl matchups. And next week we'll have an idea of where you need to make your travel arrangements to watch those Wyoming Cowboys. Today in a potpourri section before history, our normal history section upcoming on Buffalo Bill Cody. Just hoping that everybody had a great Thanksgiving, good chance to share some time with friends and family, had a great meal. I know I feel blessed, our family blessed, having that opportunity to have a great meal and, and reflect on everything to be thankful for. And again, I just, just feel like that we're blessed and there's not much else you can say about it within our life. But there's a lot of people that are in probably a little worse shape, dire straits. There's a lot of tough issues going on in our country right now with, with the recession in place and prices in the store and everything. And you're coming into a holiday season where you might not have the capabilities of spending as much money. But again, I think the biggest gift anybody can give is giving back to people, helping people out. I know that's one of the things that we really need to impress on people this time of year. Maybe this year, maybe the year not to give so many gifts to people, but use that money to help other people out so that they may have uh, some hope for the future. But again, it's going to be some tough times ahead. But I think we've got the, the makeup in our society. We have our, our families, our forefathers. They had some tough times back in the late 1800s and early 1900s with the World War One and the Great Depression and the Dust Bowl and World War II, they went through a lot in those early years. And I know that's bred into each and every one of us. And I think we can persevere through this. So wishing everybody a, a joyous holiday season ahead. We're getting into December. Going to have to get that Christmas tree up. I know we haven't got ours up yet, but we need to get that Christmas tree up. And remember what the reason for the season is and how important that is. In other happenings, it's rather interesting what's going on in the world. I'm just amazed that the people in China, they are kind of in a precarious position there, but they are protesting, which is a rare sight, and not a lot of coverage on the national media, but they are protesting their unbelievable lockdowns that they're having. They're on a zero tolerance for COVID, and so they just lock people in their homes, which I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine that happening in a lot of these places. These people, they don't, if they don't have food or whatever, there's been some pretty dire situations come up and the people have had enough and they're finally standing up. And it's rather interesting. You have the Chinese standing up people there against oppression. And in Iran, just a totally different situation. The women there are are protesting and it's starting to carry over. And maybe it's the time of where we are in, in our world right now where you're starting to see people in Iran standing up to the tyranny and people in China doing the same. There is something abounding out there. 
and it's going to be interesting to watch where this goes. But again, it definitely is something that we need to be aware of here in our country. A lot of this is going on. And I know right now, one thing that's really concerning to me is the elections in Arizona. Everybody talks about being an election denier, but there are some real major issues in that election. No matter what the media tells you, no matter what is said, watch endless videos of people's testimony of what happened during the election and how many people were disenfranchised with the voting. Suddenly, the all the voting machines, everything the printers and, and the scanners and everything were having problems. The printers weren't working right, and they were backing up the lines and just had a lot of major issues. And um, so I think we're going to see some lawsuits come ahead, and, and I'm, I'm glad to see them. Sometimes you have to stand up, and you can't use this cancel culture of saying you're an election denier. You're not allowed to say anything. We do have a First Amendment People forget about that. It's amazing why some people like to use the First Amendment for certain purposes, but won't allow it for other purposes. So I definitely stand behind Kerry Lake and everything the people are doing in Arizona. I think it needs to be done. I think our elections have become just totally a disarray. You know, we don't see it as much in our state of Wyoming. We're rather shielded here than what's going on in these other areas. I think that's where we're at. We're going to have to do something with our elections. I know we have a presidential election coming up in two years, and I don't think we've improved. Arizona certainly hasn't improved anything. We're having an issue right here in Wyoming. And so I think elections are are getting to be something that isn't getting better right now. Now, certain areas like in the state of Florida, where you have a governor and, 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 and people in place that they've got away from these two months of voting and all this other stuff, and they're counting the ballots the same day and have the results that night. And then you have places like Arizona where they've been going on for, for a week and a half, two weeks, trying to count votes, and a lot of questions on these votes on how they're being counted and some of the other issues. So until we can you know, put the old uh, shine the light of, of day on this and open it up and then prove to people that these elections are on the up and up, I think then people will feel a lot better. But when we continue to try to hide and deny and try to cancel people that question these, then I have a problem. Because I think everybody has the right. I mean, that's part of our Constitution. I don't have to agree. You don't have to agree. We can ask questions. Hey, we are allowed to ask questions. And I think that's how important it is that we have those questions answered. So again, a lot of things going on with our blame duck. Congress. I think they're going to try to do a lot right now in the next few weeks, and there's going to be a lot of trying time in front of us before the new congressional delegation is put in place in January. So we'll keep on top of that. But definitely, I think it's important for everybody out there to, to stay informed, find a news source that you feel like that is reliable, maybe take a look at two different views and see what's going on and try to Educate yourself on what's happening around you in your lives, and I think you'll be better off for it. Today in our history section, we'd like to take a look at a colorful person of our Wyoming history. Buffalo Bill Cody, frontiersman and entertainer. William Frederick Cody, Buffalo Bill, was born in LeClaire, Iowa, on February 26, 1846. While he was still a child, his family moved to Leavenworth, Kansas. Cody left his home in Leavenworth at the age of 12, working for a wagon train going to Fort Laramie, Wyoming. Herding cattle and driving a wagon, he crossed the Great Plains several times. 
1859, Bill rushed to the gold fields of Colorado along with thousands of other prospectors. He met with little success searching for gold for two months near Blackhawk, Colorado. On his return to Kansas, he stopped in Jurlsburg, Colorado, where he recruited to ride for the Pony Express in 1860. Most of the time where the Pony Express was spent in Kansas, although he occasionally traveled across northeast Colorado. Shortly after the death of his mother in 1863, Cody enlisted in the 7th Kansas Cavalry Regiment and fought with them for the rest of the Civil War. After the war on March 6, 1866, Louisa Frederica in St. Louis, Missouri, and their first child, Arta Lucia, was born in the same year. Three more children would follow. Kit Carson, named after the famous frontiersman in 1870, or Ahmad in 1872, and Irma Louise in 1883. In 1867, Cody began hunting buffalo for the Kansas Pacific Railroad and soon earned the nickname Buffalo Bill. In less than 18 months, he killed nearly 5,000 buffalo, consumed by the 1,200 men employed in the track lane. In 1868, Cody was again employed by the U.S. Army as a civilian scout and guide for the 5th Cavalry. His experience and his skills as a plainsman made him an invaluable tracker and fighter. In 1872, Cody became one of the only four civilian scouts awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor during the Indian Wars for bravery in action. General Philip Sheridan saw in Cody a combination of charisma and frontier know-how, and at that time the Army needed some good publicity, and Sheridan soon arranged for Buffalo Bill to lead a lavish hunting expedition for visiting dignitaries. When the Grand Duke Alexis of Russia came to visit in 1872. Buffalo Bill guided the wagon train, accompanied by General Sheridan and Brevet Major General George Armstrong Custer. Buffalo Bill also convinced a famous Sioux Indian named Spotted Tail and his village to join the hunt. When Buffalo Bill explained to Spotted Tail about the trip, the Indian said, Great white man wants to big hunt with the Indians? These excursions became full-scale media events, glamorizing the military and Buffalo Bill. During this time, authors avidly romanticized the exploits of the heroes and villains who roamed the plains, and Buffalo Bill was no exemption. Ned Butline, who wrote several Western stories that became known as dime novels, further exaggerated and created the hero of Buffalo Bill. Hungry for news of the West, Easterners quickly bought these many books by Buntline, and others. In 1872, when Cody was just 26 years old, Buttline persuaded him to take the stage portraying himself, and eventually leading to Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. Over the years, the troupe included Jack Butler, Wild Bill Hickok, Texas Jack Omontaho, and Annie Oakley, and several Native Americans, including Sitting Bull. Real cowboys recruited from the West, Buffalo, as well as other live animals in one form or another. The Wild West show would run for 30 years, charming the crowds through the United States and Europe. During the height of the Plains Indians' resistance to white settlements, Cody returned to the prairies to scout for the 5th Army in the summer. In July of 1876, three weeks after George Custer and the 7th Cavalry were defeated at Little Bighorn, Cody's regiment intercepted a band of Cheyenne warriors. In this stage clothing, Buffalo Bill killed and scalped a Cheyenne warrior named Yellowhair. He reportedly cried out, First scalp for Custer. 
Despite his character as a past figure, Buffalo Bill always looked to the future. As a businessman, he invested his earnings in an Arizona mine, ranching, coal, and oil development, filmmaking, and publishing, and founded Cody, Wyoming in 1896. He built hotels in both Sheridan and Cody, Wyoming. He also advocated for his former foes, the Native Americans, pushing for better treatment. Despite his history of killing the buffalo, he spoke out to conserve the American icon. In 1885, he stated that a feat of Custer was not a massacre. Skilled fighters with orders to kill were pursuing the Indians. For centuries, they had been hounded from the Atlantic to the Pacific and back again. They had their wives and little ones to protect, and they were fighting for their existence. On another occasion, he said, Every Indian outbreak that I have ever known has resulted from broken promises and broken treaties by the government. By the turn of the 20th century, William F. Cody was probably the most famous American in the world. No one symbolized the West for Americans and Europeans better than Buffalo Bill. He was consulted on the Western matters by every president, from Ulysses S. Grant to Woodrow Wilson. However, at the same time, another show was providing serious competition. Pawnee Bill's Wild West and Great Far East show, operated by Gordon Pawnee Bill Lilly, who had, years earlier, worked for Buffalo Bill. When Cody's show began to suffer financially, he sold a one-third interest in his production to Pawnee Bill in 1908. Soon, Gordon bought the remaining interest in the show, but retained Buffalo Bill as a partner. The two traveled together as the two-bill show until 1913, when the venture went bankrupt. It was billed as one of the entertainment's triumphs of the ages and traveled worldwide, entertained audiences with realistic and fantasy views of the Old West. The show closed in Denver, Colorado in 1913 after touring for five seasons. Buffalo Bill never retired. On July 10, 1917, he died while visiting his sister's home in Denver. By his request, he was buried on Lookout Mountain, west of Denver, Colorado, overlooking the Great Plains. His wife, Louisa, was buried next to her husband four years later. And this came from Kathy Alexander, The Legends of America. It was rather interesting, Buffalo Bill, reading a book on Buffalo Bill, and he definitely lived a life that most of us never could even imagine, the stuff that he had did. And he was really a salesman. He had the ability to a lot of contact with a lot of people, and he could get a lot done. But unfortunately, his oil ventures were not very successful. They never did hit any type of oil, but he continued till the end. And they always laughed about Buffalo Bill, always had a flask of oil with him. So when he traveled about, he was always looking for some investors trying to find that big oil strike. A lot more on Buffalo Bill can be found in the William F. Cody Wyoming Empire, The Buffalo Bill Nobody Knows by Robert E. Bonner. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope you enjoy our podcast. As per the Code of the West, we ride for the brand, and we ride for Wyoming.